welcome back to the Good for Playmakers podcast. I'm your host, Kelvin Hunt, editor of ChopChat.com. Hope you guys are doing well. Man, I got to give it up to y'all, man. I appreciate y'all for showing up for episode one. Um, I don't know if you guys know, but I'm from like a small town in North Carolina. You know, you got small churches and whatnot. And, um, you know, a lot of times when you have small churches, whenever you serve food, you have people that show up unexpectedly. That's kind of what it felt like whenever um, I looked at episode one and all the love and support that I found uh, from you guys. So um, really appreciate it. Um, <clears throat> just finished working out. Uh, man, I tell you, getting old sucks. I don't know if you guys saw what I posted on Twitter yesterday, but um, I hadn't ran in forever and uh, decided to run after deadlifting and I'm still paying for it. But, you know, we, we just got it in again today. So uh, trying to slow down for the time, so to speak. But, uh, man, we back. Got a lot to talk about. Um, first of all, I, you know, I got to say, uh, FSU fans, we got to chill, man. Yesterday was <laughs> – yesterday on social media was crazy with all the rumors and uh, the whining and complaining. Man, we, we got to stop that. That's not a good look. That's not a good look at all. Um, as you saw, um, Mackenzie Milton – uh, returned um, on Thursday, um, looked look good in the footage that I saw. And, um, you know, with, with Jordan Travis, it was like, he, you know, he was out uh, again. But, you know, I, I don't think there's anything really to that. But, um, you know, Milton looked good in the footage that I saw. So, you know, that was promising. My biggest thing on, on Wednesday was, you know, without really speculating, I was just going to let it play out. I know they're going to scrimmage on the weekend. And if we didn't see – either quarterback during a the scrimmage, then, you know, I'd be like, okay, that's probably, you know, something to the rumors or, or, or whatever. But, you know, we saw, um, you know, Tate Rodemaker and uh, Chubba Purdy, you know, get, get some reps on, on Wednesday. You know, and the funny thing is, you know, I was writing uh, about the importance of quarterback, uh, quarterback depth. Um, I touched on it a little bit in the uh, the piece I wrote uh, a few days ago where I talked about the importance of the competition itself. You know, those guys just coming and showing up every day, making each other better, um, you know, making sure that, you know, those guys are, are being held accountable by somebody um, also putting in the work. But And I touched on a little bit about how, uh, you know, Mackenzie Milton, you know, he hasn't been tackled in over two years. Uh, we have no idea, you know, how he'll respond from, you know, being tackled. You know, we really don't. And Jordan Travis, you know, we saw, and, and man, God bless his soul, that guy gave FSU everything he had last year. I mean, you know, he he got banged up, you know, a few times. I mean, I know he finished the North Carolina game, and he could he could barely walk, but he finished the game and, and helped FSU, you know, pull off that huge – upset but you know we saw him whenever he he was hurt you know uh, he was really limited so it kind of it kind of you know made him ineffective out there because he couldn't use his legs um you know like he needed to to um help the offense move the ball but um you know he's put on some weight you know but I still don't know if it's enough to you know, warrant him making the entire season healthy, you know, especially if he runs like he did last year. Now, you know, it looks like he's improved his passing game and hopefully it's improved enough so that he doesn't have to rely on his legs so much. But, you know, if, if, 
you know, if you know, who knows when he gets out there with, with live bullets flying, you know, he may he may resort to what he knows best um, whenever he sees opportunities, you know, and all it takes is, you know, he's not built like Cam Newton. You know, all it takes is, you know, one hit in the right spot to to limit him, you know, and that's the case any year um, with, with someone like Jordan Travis, um, you know, not just this year. So, you know, uh, you know, I just want to put that out there. But I thought I thought uh, Mike Norvell um, putting, um, you know, give and take Rotomaker and Chubba Purdy those reps the other day was was actually a smart move. I mean, you got to look at it. I mean, Mackenzie Milton, you know, he you know, he's got tons of experience, you know, his thing is more so about timing, you know, um, continuing to get, you know, learn the, the system and things like that. And I'm, I, you know, and it looks like Jordan Travis and Milton performed well in the scrimmage. You know, they talked about how they played at a high level and they were efficient with the ball, you know, which, you know, which are the two major things you want. You know, you just don't want a lot of turnovers. And it sounds like that was a case during the scrimmage with both Jordan Travis and McKenzie Milton. So I didn't really have a problem with, you know, them been held out for whatever reason, you know, as, as long as, you know, they weren't like, like legitimately hurt, hurt. Um, and, you know, and, and in thinking about it, you know, you're like, okay, well, you don't know how Milton will respond from, you know, getting hit. And then you're like, okay, well, if we put Jordan Travis in there and, you know, he gets banged up, man, you're just a couple of hits away from having, you know, Chubba Purdy or Tate Rodemaker in the game. And we both saw how, we saw how both of those guys looked last year, you know. And a lot of people were complaining about, you know, Chubba Purdy not looking good, you know. And we, you know, we saw you know what Roadmaker did last year. But you got to think about things with Chubba Purdy. I mean, he basically didn't have, you know, he didn't enroll early, number one, and you know he got injured in the first scrimmage, I think it was last year, so he missed all of fall camp. And came back and basically, you know, was thrown into the fire. I'm talking about like thrown into the fire, you know, um, in a couple games and even started the game. I think it was against NC State. And, you know, then he got, you know, got pulled again, got hurt again and has been out relatively, relatively all season. You know, I mean, he was even he wasn't even with the team, you know, for a long stretch there uh, until he came back, um, you know, this summer. And, you know, so, what, I mean, what do you, what do you expect? I mean, he hadn't, I mean, he's really still, uh, you know, a true freshman with, with no experience um, as far as like, you know, knowing the, the entire offense and uh, things of that nature. So I wasn't surprised by some of the footage that I saw. I think the key with, well, um, what they need to do with him is just, you know, keep developing him. Um, and, and getting him, you know, some reps in the system. Um, and with Tate Rodemaker, I'm, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I think he's just a, I think he's a guy that, you know, is really good in practice, but, but whenever the live bullets start flying, I'm not sure if he'll ever like really be able to perform. I mean, we saw him last year, you know, in the reports out of camp are, you know, he, he looks really good most of the time, you know, but then in the scrimmages, it seems like he just can't keep that same level of play up as he does at a regular practice. So, you know, I'm not sure. I'm not sure how things will shake out with him, but, but still going back to uh, those guys getting rips, I thought, I thought it was smart because you, you know, you got to win games this year. I mean, you, you, you got to win. I'm thinking six games, you got to win six games. And so if you run into a situation where both Milton 
and and uh, Jordan Travis are unavailable, and you got to go with Purdy or Rotomaker, I mean, you want to at least give your, yourself a shot to win. And if you just give, you know, Milton, who, who you know, who's really experienced all of the reps in practice, and then, you know, you know Jordan Travis, you know, all the reps in practice, uh, and when they got 85% of the reps, you know, in the scrimmage, you know, I don't, I don't know if that's a good use of, 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 of your time. You know, I mean, those guys, I mean, they, they need to be ready to play this year. Uh, I'm not saying, you know, they should start, but it, you know, it's not, it's not out of the realm of possibility that you will see uh, one of those two guys on the field. Um, if injuries, if the injury bug comes, you know, I pray that the injury bug stays away, but um, you know, history you know you, you have the history and you can't ignore that and so you know I, I'm not I'm not up in arms about those guys getting rips um, you know as long as as long as Jordan Travis continues to be consistent and that's been the key word with him in practice you know he's been consistent uh, consistently throwing the ball well you know consistently making good decisions and you know and it looks like Mackenzie Milton had a really good day on Thursday from all reports, uh, he looked, you know, sharp in the footage that I saw. As long as you get that from those guys, I mean, you know, and I think the coaches know better than anyone, you know, they, I'm sure they have you know, some level of comfortable, uh, being comfortable with them. So, you know, I'm, I'm sure they felt okay with giving uh, Purdy and, and those guys some reps, you know, so I'm, I'm good with it. Um, I'm curious to see when, when Norvell would name a starter. If I had to guess, I'm thinking he's probably not going to name a starter until maybe the week of, or he may he may wait until the day of the game to name a starter. You know who who knows? But I don't see him naming a starter anytime soon. Um, for those that are wondering when that could happen, I mean, there's no there's really no benefit to it. I mean, I guess you could say, you know, for the team itself. Um, you know, if he names a starter, they can kind of rally behind that guy and know who who they're going into war with. Um, but you know, I probably I think both guys are probably pay, play against Notre Dame, so it, naming a starter really isn't going to matter that much. I don't think so. You know, I think we'll see both guys. So, um, and and then I think whoever has the hot hand probably you know he'll just ride with them until until they don't have the hot hand. And then see if uh, the other guy can go in and, and make something happen. Um, what else do we have? So going into recruiting a little bit, um, the news with, with Jaron Willis, you know, the linebacker from Georgia, wanted to touch on that a little bit. You know, last week, you know, it, he was he put out a, a statement talking about he was going to make an announcement and uh, and all this good stuff. And, you know. We all know what happened. He he posted uh, a recommitment, you know, to Georgia Tech, and I don't know if you guys saw, but the Georgia Tech coaches and and even some of the players were they were jumping up and down celebrating a kid that was already committed to them, you know. And I just thought, wow, that's man, that's <laughs> that was that was funny to me, you know. And I'm like, you know. It, the kid could sign somewhere else ultimately if he wanted to. So you're celebrating a kid that isn't even signing with you yet. I thought that was ridiculous. But um, if I were the coaching staff, man, I would cut ties. I would cut ties 
immediately, immediately. I mean, I don't know if you guys are my age, but if you remember the, the movie Beetlejuice back in the day, <laughs> when he told Homer to let his head get small in the distance, hey, that's what I'm talking about. I would cut ties immediately. Um, I know they have Daniel Martin, they're targeting, um, and Besaints from Miami. Not sure they get either one of those guys. You know, and they got Omar Graham Jr. in the fold. You know, I look at it this way. If they don't get um, Martin or Besaints, you know, uh, Lightsey is, you know, he just committed to Florida. I'm thinking, I'm thinking you probably got to go to the transfer portal. Um, that's, that's probably what I would do if I were the coaching staff. Um, you know, you give your best shot at Martin and Besaints, and if you can't get either one of those guys, or even if you get one, um, I'm thinking I'm going to the transfer portal to see what I can get um, because you you still need some kids in there. You, you need some players in there that that are experienced and they can come in and help you right away. And that 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 group, that linebacker unit, still needs a lot of development. And um, you know, if you bring a freshman in there, I mean, you saw you saw what um, Stephen Dix Jr. looked like last year. Uh, granted, you know, he didn't have an off season. Um, to learn the defense and all that good stuff and learn, you know, the cues and get the timing of the game and all that good stuff. But I'm thinking you, you bring in someone from the transfer portal, kind of like a Band-Aid like you did with the offensive line, until you can get some some studs um, in the linebacker unit. And and Chris Marv, Chris Marv, hey, Chris Marv, you got a coach, bro. Hey, you got a coach, bro. If these guys don't look any better on the field this year, I, you know, I, if I'm <laughs> – if I'm Mike Novell, hey, if these guys don't look any better and you haven't proven you can you can land any quality players, hey, I'm thinking you gotta look at a change. I mean, if these guys don't look if these guys don't look way better, I'm thinking you gotta make a change. I mean, there's you know, if he can coach, then you know, you can kinda work around that, you know, you can you can make accommodations and you may pull in uh Marcus Woodson you know, on, on some things, on some kids that you're targeting, you know, he, you know, he's a really good recruiter. Um, you know, even, uh, you know, David Johnson, you know, you know, somebody, somebody in there got to help my boy cause he's struggling on a trail. I mean, you know, he's in there congratulating, uh, Alex Atkins on social media talking about how great he is. And I'm thinking like, man, don't you have any, don't you have any in the drive, to show what you can do on the recruiting trail, like I mean, you too happy, you too happy congratulating people, bro. That's hey, you got to bring something else to the table. Otherwise, otherwise, you know, that group's going to continue to suffer. I mean, you know, that's just that's just ridiculous. But um, well, also um, we saw um, you know blue chip um, Jaleel Skinner uh, announced that he you know he's going to have a, a commitment date um, the day after his birthday. I think it was October 9th. And, you know, he's supposed to, to visit um, for the Notre Dame game, and that's his last official visit. Um, I'm thinking I'm thinking the Noles are in good shape for him. You know, he's going to be playing with A.J. Duffy. Um, you know, he, he stayed at FU for like a week, uh, you know, after the uh, extended dead period would, you know, was ended or whatever. And, you know, he's close with Travis Hunter. And FSU has, you know, they, they have uh, Mortimer committed, um, at wide out and I think that's it right off the top of my head. So they're targeting uh Skinner and Coleman. You know, and they haven't and they haven't really sent out any other offers, you know, for for you know, any wide receivers. And this is a coaching staff that usually has, you know, 
contingency plan A, B, C, and D. And we haven't really seen that. So I'm thinking they feel really good about where they are with those guys. Now, if if it comes up and Skinner says, hey, I'm not coming to, to Notre Dame, or if he says I'm going to reschedule that, then I'm – you know, I might get I might get a little, you know, cold feet on that. But um, until that happens, I think I think they're in good shape for him. Um, he would be he would be an amazing addition to the class if uh, they're able to pull that off. Um, you know, so uh, we'll see how things shake out. Uh, we got the second scrimmage coming up uh, on Saturday, and um, you know, I'm interested to see. If Mackenzie Milton has another another strong showing, um, especially um, since you know Jordan Travis, um, you know hadn't hadn't practiced the last couple of days from what I can tell, um, but I, I expect him, I expect to see him out there um, on Saturday. But you know if Travis can keep being consistent, you know and Milton's up and down, you know it's man it's going to be really interesting to see you know how that how that shakes out. Um, you know, but, uh, I'm also looking to see, you know, who's going to, who's going to continue to emerge, uh, on defense. Um, again, you know, linebacker, linebacker, uh, you know, they're talking about Caden, Kalen, the Loach has, has, has shined, you know, we'll see if that continues. Uh, Akeem Dent has, has gotten a lot of love. I mean, he's been on the mission takeaway like multiple times, uh, in the past week. Uh, and the same for, um, the freshman Shaheen Brown. Um, you know, I guess, uh, Brian Allen wasn't lying whenever, you know, he said that kid could play, you know, when he was at FSU back in the day, which, you know, that really surprised me. So, but it looks like that kid, you know, is, is trying to make him, you know, look like a genius by having the, the coaching staff to, um, to take a look at him and accept his commitment. Um, you know, so, uh, also interested to see, um, you know, who, who's going to continue to emerge, emerge on offense, uh, the, the young receivers. Now, if you guys read the side of Chop Chat, you know you know I'm not that high on uh, freshman wide receivers making, you know, big contributions. Historically, it just it just doesn't happen, uh, you know. But, you know, Malik McLean and Burrell both enrolled early, and they're getting a ton of reps at practice. You know, so we'll see. You know, we'll see. Um, it, it looks like uh, Kentron Portier has, has shined, and and another name that Mike Novell keeps mentioning, uh, Darren Williamson, um, who you know can't. He was hurt, you know, last year when he came in, and he played a little bit. But you know, that's the name he keeps talking about. And so, you know, we'll see if he continues to emerge, and maybe you know, maybe he can step up and, and help um, Parchment and Helton, who you know, everybody talks, you know, that he looks like he's back. Uh, close to his top form uh, in 2019, and um, and Ontario Wilson, um, you know, I talked about him being the um, you know the dark horse contributor. You know, a lot of people sleep on him, but you know, injuries have really prevented him uh, from being you know as productive as he can be. Um, even though he's been hurt the last couple of years and and not even finished the season a couple of those years, you know, he's still been you know pretty productive. I mean, he led the team in receptions. Uh, in yardage last year. So uh, those are the things I'm looking for in scrimmage. Um, you know, the culture of the team seems to be, you know, going in the right direction. Um, every every day, Mike Neville talks about, you know, the competition is there. Um, you know, the guys are going hard. It's all about, you know, the execution of what they want. Um, you know, so hopefully that'll come with, with more repetition. 
And, you know, there, you know, there's been reports of guys, you know, getting into skirmishes at practice and, you know, being, they're calling it spirited confrontations or what have you. Hey, that's good. You know, that's, I, I want to see some emotion from the players. You know, I want to see guys that, that want to compete, that want to win. You know, the last few years, we, we've seen too much, you know, whining and complaining and folding under pressure. And, and hey, I, it's, hey, let them, let them go. Um, you know, that's what I'm looking for, for, um, for the team going forward. I think, I think that's a positive sign that these guys are being competitive at practice. Um, you know, you hope, you hope it carries over to the game, um, but you also hope that they're able to, to make good decisions and, and not get stupid penalties with those emotions, um, you know, being played with. So, you know, that was something that we saw last year, you know, Dante Lucas, you know, you could get in his head a little bit and he'd just do something stupid and get a penalty when you're in the red zone and cost you a touchdown. So you can't have that, um, you know, to and, and also play winning football. But, um, you know, we'll, we'll see how it goes. But I really appreciate you guys um, supporting us, man. Um, you know, make sure you subscribe and download uh, Built for Playmakers, baby. We're here. Um, look forward to continuing to um, push out some content. I, I'm going to try to probably have the next episode up early next week. So I'm looking at, you know, maybe every five days or so. It just depends on what happens at at practice and, and, you know, what happens with FSU football and, and things like that. But, um, again, really appreciate it and um, look forward to talking with you guys soon. Go Nose. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.